Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Unrenowned Podcast where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. We got a good episode for you guys today because guess what? We're not actually recording right now? Yeah, we are. Really? Yeah. Ryan just like got water and sat down and just started the intro. Like we were, you are professionals. We don't need any. Apparently, lead up. I just was not ready for that at all. I was or foreplay leaning back, and all of a sudden, oh, I need a foreplay. We just jump into things for playlists. Uh, it's gonna be a good episode because like siege is blowing up. There's all these things happening, and there's news and stuff. Yeah, that's not true. There's no news. There's a little bit. We're in the freaking worst time just before a new season where they just are saying nothing and doing nothing. Well, they're not doing nothing. Yes, they're doing nothing. But that's okay because we're doing things. We're talking about things. Um, No, so they did release Reverse Friendly Fire. Is that true? Yeah. And they detailed exactly how it works with a very bad infographic. So we'll talk about that. Um, and they teased, uh, year four season two operators. So that's a thing. We'll talk about that. I hate these teasers so much. I know they give you nothing. I know. And there's so much speculation. It's just annoying. Yeah. So especially when everybody else is wrong. (laughs) I'm always right. And okay. No, one thing that did bug me when Mozzie and, um, what's her face or what? Yeah. Mozzie and Gridlock were, were teased. And there was like the leaks that went along or no, it wasn't even the leaks. It was, it was official information of like, not everything about them, but it's just like certain stuff. And like, everybody was having a hard time deciding like, okay, who's the attacker? Who's the defender? Which one has which gadget and all this stuff. And like, it was so clear by the way that they teased it, like which one was which. And the only thing that was unclear was whose name was whose. Yeah. And like, I've, I made a post about that on the subreddit and then like, a bunch of people came in and just like lit me up about like you're wrong, you're an idiot, like you're so like you're so wrong. And like I was like, this, did you did all, you this... go back and tell them? Oh yeah, but like first of all, I was just like, this is like way over the top reaction for just like you think I'm wrong about which operator is which. And then like two, like I'm obviously right, and you're not refuting any of my points. And it turned out I was 100 percent correct, except for like my stab in the dark of like this is what I think their names are going to be. And that was the one yeah. point that I was like, I don't know, but this is like my guess. And then, like, I came back and, like, several of them had, like, deleted the accounts <laughs> that were associated with that Reddit post, which was really funny. But, yeah, that drove me nuts. That they're, like, first of all, the people were so passionate about it. And then, like, that it was causing, like, all this arguing. It's just, like, this is stupid. Yeah. That's that's what happens. Yeah. The the subreddit for Siege has its its problems. For Rainbow Six, I suppose. <clears throat> well, um, Reddit has its problems in general, but. That's true. That's true. Don't spend any time on things like, well, anything that has anything to do with politics. It's a you're gonna have a bad time. Uh, okay, let's talk about reverse friendly fire. So it is currently live. I haven't played with it yet. Have you played with it? Yeah. Did you see it in action? I saw people that had it against them. I didn't ever get team killed, so I never had an opportunity to like vote against someone or anything. But uh-huh. it has. So there's a couple things that changed when Reverse Friendly Fire came in. A lot of little changes that they didn't mention, which I hate. I it, one of my biggest pet peeves is when they release like these random changes and don't say anything about it. And it's just yeah. like wait, especially when they different. do like they do go to excruciating detail of the technical workings of it. But yeah. then it's like either incorrect or like they leave things out. Yeah. So, first of all, there's a there's a little icon on the player that has reverse friendly fire. It's like a red triangle kind of. 
And uh, it's like kind of going back uh, on it, kind of like a recycling logo. So that that happens after the reverse friendly fire has and, been activated, and it stays them. on them for like the entire game. Yeah, for an entire game, you can see it on the scoreboard. Okay. So if you press tab, you can see it. Oh, on, on the them, scoreboard, on not the scoreboard. A, okay. I thought you meant like an icon over their head. No, 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 no. on the scoreboard. Um, and then they also some of this stuff is going to be news to you. It's going to surprise you. So you know, it'd be useful, but if people in real life had icons over their head. Actually, I've been, I've thought about this, like the Sims kind of. Like status indicators? Yeah. Like if somebody just had like an orange like thing over their head, you'd be like, oh, he's not in a very good mood right yeah. now. Like maybe I'll uh, talk to him. Don't talk to that guy. Or like somebody has like a green one, you're like, oh, he's not feeling well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've thought like maybe like what if everybody can like hear my thoughts and see what I'm doing, but I'm just the one man out, you know? Everyone, Everyone on Reddit is a bot except you. Yeah, exactly. Um, Those threads are so good. Very impressive. So some of these things are going to be news to you. They've reduced the amount of points you get as a rook when people pick up your plate. So it's five now instead of ten. And then also... Wait, wait. You, rook gets less points? Yep. Why? So when people... I don't know. That's like the most pointless, it gets, frivolous It gets change. better. Oh, it gets better. The points that pop up in the middle of your screen when someone picks up the armor, they used to be like a small like white like points. Now it's like bold and red. And ugly. It looks like it belongs in like Fortnite or like a. Um, so is this for all all point no, rewards? This is it's for <laughs> rook. It's for when you revive someone. I've noticed it happens. It happens when you are dock. They're red points. It looks like um, like it looks like it belongs in Overwatch or Fortnite or something. Like that's so like the color you, it is. When you like buff your teammates yeah. or something, you get basically you get like red. That is the Good most point. random it's, change. It's, it's the stupid, and it looks so ugly too. Also, um, like I'm not dropping my armor anymore because I only get five points. So there's exactly no point. like there's no point in dropping. There's no it? point. Yeah, <laughs> there's like half as many points. Uh, Valkyrie now only gets five points for throwing black eye cameras. Sledge only gets five points for destroying stuff. In general, it used to be fifteen. Like I don't understand like why they're concerned about the score for like random actions. I don't know. Uh, Mute gets no points when he puts down his signal jammers now. He only gets them when stuff runs into them. Um, Sledge's hammer... Okay, this could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Sledge's hammer swings faster. Like, significantly. So I hadn't played... I played him one time, and I, like, swung his hammer. I was like, whoa! That was quick. And, like, I swung it a few more times, and I was like, okay, maybe it's not. But then, like, most of the time I was swinging, I was like, no, it's really fast now. Huh. So go, go just play one game and play Sledge and swing the hammer and see if you think it's faster. Because to me, it felt like it was significantly faster. It could be because we're playing a lot of Mordhau recently, and I've been using the mall, <laughs> yeah. and that swing's very slow. That's so it could be I, like it. switch to Sledge's hammer, and I'm like, whoa, this is fast. But I think it's faster. Um, that, that, so Mordhau is, if you haven't seen this, this is a new like medieval combat game. It's similar to like Chivalry, if you've seen that before, kind of like For Honor a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like it's uh, very violent and like... Uh, the combat system is like very precise and uh, satisfying and difficult. So it's cool. If you like that kind of game, it's worth checking out. Mordhau, M-O-R-D-H-A-W. I'm sorry, H-A-U. Yeah, it's actually really fun too. You just feel like, a, I don't know, you like feel like you're in Lord of the Rings sometimes. You're like, charge! Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm bad at it. I love that game. Anyway, let's, is there anything, uh, let's get back to Reverse Friendly Fire. Okay, because that was that was the lead in here. Um, so basically, how this works, uh, in case you are unfamiliar, is when somebody team kills a teammate, uh, 
any future damage that they do to teammates is reflected back onto themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do that first team kill, that teammate has an option to forgive and like indicate that like that was an accident and that's okay. And like there will not be reverse friendly fire activated, but by default, uh, you, you will have the reverse friendly fire. So somebody has to go out of their way to like, say like, no, don't, don't issue the punishment. Um, and then once that happens, uh, you won't be able to kill your teammates anymore because all of your, uh, damage comes back to yourself. Yes. They released this very confusing infographic. Is it just me that thinks it's confusing or is it confusing? No, it is kind of confusing. It's like, it details all the details of it, but like they have this weird like way of breaking it up where there's like, they put like, okay. So like the first section is weapons. So it's detailing like, okay, this is how, how weapons are affected by reverse friendly fire. So there's a box that's like before RFF and after RFF. So before RFF, there's damage to teammates um, and you can activate RFF ostensibly by killing uh, somebody with a weapon uh and then with weapons after rff is activated reverse damage is dealt which is what rff is so it's a weird thing to like indicate and then you cannot do damage to teammates but then they, they have a really weird way of breaking it up where like these two boxes are like stacked and then next to it it says primary weapons and secondary weapons so it almost looks like primary weapons lines up with the top box which is before rff and secondary weapons lines up with the bottom box which is after rff and it's like oh wait no those have no relation to the boxes at all yeah it's like it's just very strange why do they even why do they even list primary and secondary weapons it's very weird it's just weapons yeah And and like a lot of these are like the same so like weapons and unique gadgets and throwable objects have exactly the same effects. So I don't understand why it's not just a single category instead of like breaking it up and making me read the same information various times. Yeah. Uh, same with drones and cams, except that, okay, no, that's different because the damage is reversed onto the camera. But yeah, it's just like, it's a very bad infographic, which is funny. Um, and there's also several typos on here. Explosives instead of explosive twice. Yeah, but anyway, um, anyway, like I just wanted to complain about that because it was stupid. But let's get into the actual details of how it works. So basically, you shoot someone, or you do a certain amount of damage to your teammates, and your teammates will have an option to forgive you for doing such damage or to punish you. And if they do nothing, then you're already punished. So you have reverse friendly fire. So when you shoot a teammate or shoot someone's drone or someone's gadget, then it just hits you instead of hitting the gadget. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and then the one thing that's like kind of different is with explosives. Uh, so things like breach charges and nitros and, uh, impacts and stuff. Um, what's the actual difference? So when you activate reverse friendly fire, it doesn't do reverse damage and it does continue to damage your teammates. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why it's even saying that it's activating RFF. Because, because now if you try to shoot your teammates at the gun, you can't. Or, oh, 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 I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so if you get a kill with a breach charge, like team kill with a breach charge, let's say, it will activate RFF and put you in that sanction, but a future kill with a breach charge will not reverse the damage. Right. Rather, it will continue to damage your teammates. But if you were to shoot somebody after getting a, team kill with a breach charge then it would reverse the damage Mm -hmm. okay that makes sense 
So I, I guess the idea, and so this also applies to unique gadgets that result in an explosion, which is weird because they put smoke and capital in there. So they're considering that as like explosive damage for this case, but then also ash and fuse. And then I don't think they even listed. So, which is weird, like on these, um, on these infographics, they put the icons of the operators that like it matches, but I don't actually think they listed every operator that it matches. Um, like going through Reddit comments and stuff. I can't think of like, oh, oh, because at the bottom they have like all of them listed in text. And I'm pretty sure that they like didn't actually put all of them on the infographic. So it's like really confusing. Um, but there are exceptions for the explosives ones. So Capkins, Charges, Claymores, Thermites, Thermite uh, Charges, and x from Hibana will not... Uh, be involved with RFF in any way, it seems like. Yeah. So, the, yeah, these, these explosives do not trigger RFF, do not reverse damage, and can damage teammates pending feedback. So I guess for those ones, which, which makes sense, claymores and, and capkin charges, you have no control over. That's entirely up to, like, what's happening around the right. thing when it happens. And then thermite charges and x Kairos, I can see, because, like, your teammate has more than enough time to get out of the way. Yeah. It's not like you can intentionally team kill with that, you know? So um, that would really open it up more to trolling where people could come purposely get in the way of it and, and uh, activate get RFF come. for you. Yeah. What are your thoughts on RFF in general? Like now that we've kind of covered how it works. I think it's a good idea, but it's just, it just, I just want to kick option. Yeah, I, want I don't it. see why we didn't just, just do forgive and punish. Yeah. We already were kicking team killers. I don't even see why we don't just introduce like, Hey, if it's, if it's an accident, give people the option to forgive. And see how that goes. Like yeah. this seems like a very complex system to introduce that now is going to like affect balance in certain ways and stuff. Cause now like, well, and you can still like, say you have nitro cell, you just keep spawning with that on defense. You can still team kill. Yeah. And I think you'll probably still get, I think you still get kicked after the second one. Um, and so, so I guess that's kind of fine, but like, it just introduces this thing where it's like, it's probably not a big deal, but but if it happens even once, it'll be frustrating. And that's like, <clears throat> if you're like, I don't know, say that like the the enemy team charges you, right? And like, at, it's like a, a one on three or something and they just come charging in at you. And there's somebody in the back with like an LMG just like spraying it down. And like, they would have hit somebody in the back of the head that was like right in front of you and like would have saved you from that that kill or whatever, mm-hmm. but instead they just kill themselves cause they already had RFF active. Yeah. And like, so like they have very little risk, like just spraying in there and like, maybe I hit you, maybe I hit my teammate, but if I hit my teammate, I die way back here. My teammate that's right there pressuring you is safe. And like, it's probably minor. It won't happen very often. It's not like you can set it up or whatever, but just like, if that happens to me once, I'll be very frustrated. Like that yeah. guy got shot in the head and he didn't die. Yeah. You know, and like I was taking body shots at the same time, like from that guy who was in the back, just spraying us down. Like that's that's stupid. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I like I I feel like I've seen this. Like I saw this in Counter Strike in two thousand and two, and like it was a problem. So I don't know why we're doing this in Siege in twenty nineteen. It's just also it just seems like this was a ton of work when really all they had to do was do a forgive punish, and that's it. And right. that would have been done. Like it would have taken a couple of hours, maybe. Right. And, and like, I want that. And then I want just like a long-term tracking system that says like, dude, your team kill percentage is like 5% plus 
where yeah. the rest of the communities is like less than 1%. So yeah. you're a problem and you're done. You know, like issue like a two week ban and be like, hey, this is a problem. If it keeps happening, you're going to be out and just do that. Like, just get rid of the people altogether long term. It also needs to start applying to squads too. Like, if people are in a party together and their team killing someone, right? Then it should, like, the second team kills, like, the whole squad gets kicked from the game and banned. Yeah, I feel like that would have been a much better um, application of the time it took to develop this, especially because, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't solve that problem at all. Whereas, like, the problem where you get into a, a group, uh, you get in with a squad of four who is taking turns team killing you every round. Yep. It doesn't solve that at all. No. And that is, that's the most infuriating thing ever. And that's when it's the biggest problem. The biggest problem in this game is trolling wise is when it's a, a group trolling one or two players on their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause there's nothing you can do about it, especially if you're in a ranked match and you can't leave without getting sanctioned. Like it's, yep. it's very, very frustrating. Um, I have a video detailing my frustration with that on my YouTube channel. You should go check it out. Uh, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. But anyway, that's pretty much it on RFF, unless you have anything else to share. Did you talk about Maestro and Twitch and Mozzie? I mean, they're the, no, they're the same. So, You'd... <clears throat> yeah, so Maestro and Twitch and Mozzie, basically, just like if you do damage with an evil eye um, when RFF is activated, then the evil eye will actually receive the damage and not the, your player. Mm-hmm. So uh, interesting to know. How do you even do damage with a Mozzie drone? I think it's people? if you're shooting the Mozzie drone. If you shoot. so, if I shoot Mozzie's drone, like one of Mozzie's taken over drones, then it will hit me instead of kill Mozzie's drone. I don't think so because this is saying like, there could be if he takes Twitch's drone. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. That's the only other thing I can think of. Oh, one other random thing that the uh, this patch introduced was a bug apparently where IQ can be invisible. Yeah, so this patch introduced a few bugs. Um, IQ can be invisible. The deployable shield, like on top of someone's gun, glitches back, and then how does that keep coming back? I don't know. And then Clash can now shoot through her shield with a gun. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the, kind this of awesome. Is, this is where this is where it makes no sense to me. It's like, okay, you, you this patch was putting in reverse friendly fire. What else did you touch? Like, yeah. what did you go in there and do that brought these three bugs back or like introduced this new bug? It's like you didn't, yeah. you weren't even supposed to touch that. Right. And then you did that, and then you changed, like, the font color on this stupid thing, and you changed the amount of points to all these random operators, and I think increased Sledge's hammer speed. Um, and it's like, why? Like, you said you were just doing this, so just do this. Don't do all these other things that, like, made all these problems and not having tested it. Like, they didn't test this patch in the test server. That's what it's for. Right. And <laughs> had they, maybe we would have caught some of these. Maybe not, but the... I, yeah, it does seem like if you're going to make changes that might affect things like that then you should hold that off until it has something until the test server can be used that's the whole point right right um i think that they have fixed this is tuesday when we're talking about this they've released um a note on the subreddit saying that they're working on trying to fix these glitches with iq and the deployable shields and clash yeah i think they released a hotfix that did fix it with clash and the deployable shield because i went into a custom game also there's this video on youtube from this guy who has all these viewers and like subscribers and likes and he's like showing people how to do this glitch he's like this is how you do it and then after like 10 minutes of practice you can get it every time if you have a squad of friends you can have all four of you running around all five of you running around with deployable shields on your heads oh my gosh and it's like F this guy. And then he says at the end of the video, he's like, please support, put a support ticket to Ubisoft so they can see this and 
they can get it fixed immediately. It's like if you wanted it fixed, you shouldn't have spread it out to the whole community. Yeah. You shouldn't have showed all these people how to do it. You should have just submitted it to it's Ubisoft like, on your own. He wants to fix, but he wants to capitalize on the fact that people want to know how to do it at right. the same time. So, so anyway, I watched the video and went into a custom game, and this was after there was like a small like three megabyte fix today um, or some patch. They haven't said anything about it still. But I tried for 20 minutes to get this glitch in a custom game with um, Clash's shield, which you can see if you go on cameras, you can see that you still have the shield out where in, in first person you don't. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get it in 20 minutes. And then I tried the deployable shield one, and after 15 minutes, I couldn't get it either. So I spent like 35 minutes trying to do it. So it's not an easy thing to do okay. if it still exists. On, this is on PC. So if it still exists on PC, it's very difficult. It could be patched by now, and that's why I couldn't do it, but... It's also like a very different. It's not like people are accidentally getting this glitch. Like it's a process of like ridiculous right. things you're doing, purpose. and you're doing it on purpose. And they should be banned for a I long saw, time. Like I have, I haven't like looked into this a bunch, but I just was browsing the subreddit today, and I saw somebody. Actually, maybe this was. I think I was looking at like older posts or something else, but somebody mentioned like, "Hey, in For Honor, they used to ban people for like using this exploit with a certain character that would let you like one shot kill people." And they're like, why don't, why doesn't Siege do the same thing? And I think it should, like, Mm -hmm. we should be banning people, like, maybe not permanently, but at least, like, for a week or two. For a couple weeks. If, like, if you're using exploits, like, no, like, sorry, you're ruining the game. Mm -hmm. Because it's going to keep happening, right? Like, I mean, if nothing else, we can tell from experience and, like, from their history that, like, these things are going to keep happening. And these are game-breaking bugs, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and, and people are doing this clearly on purpose, um... And like, it, there should be a a punishment for that. You shouldn't be able to just do that and take advantage of it for while it's in there and like rank up a bunch or whatever and like ruin other people's experience. And then as soon as it's gone, then you then you're fine. nothing happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I also really really hate is when people say stuff like, "Why are we dealing with this in a four year old game?" It's like, well, because this four-year-old game still has new content that's coming out. Right. That's, Whereas, that's like, just... other four-year-old games, they're done playing with it. So, of course, you're not going to have these bugs in other four-year-old. Like, they're still introducing new stuff all the time. Right. So, of course, we're going to see, like, new bugs and stuff. So, you can't say, like, this is a four-year-old game that shouldn't happen. It's like, this is a four-year-old game that's having new content. Right. That shouldn't happen. Right. And StarCraft hasn't had a patch since Brood War. And all the bugs that existed in Brood War still exist in Brood War. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, there, yeah, no new bugs have been introduced, but all the bugs that exist now and like people that people exploit in competitive matches and stuff like that will never go away. That's just a, a, a symptom of living with online, uh, games as a service. Right. Yeah. Um, and someone noted like, oh, this bug existed back in season one, like back in the first couple months of the games, like, yeah, and they fixed it and it hasn't been a problem until just now they did something and it broke it and they're trying to fix it immediately like it's not like it's existed all the way from forever ago but like one frustrating thing about this bug in particular is this one has been back several times like this is not the first time this bug has resurfaced um so in that like particular instance it seems like okay like i would assume that this is like a similar if not the same root cause of well, this I think bug? it's I think it it's, it's got to be different because it's different ways that people are getting it to happen. Okay, like it used to be like put the deployable shield down and like vault over it or something, and now it's like put it down while also putting out your gadget. So it's like it's different ways that people are getting it to happen. So I think different things are triggering it. Right, just, I think deployable so shield's weird. just broken in general. Yeah, hopefully it's totally fixed when they do the patch for deployable shields. This is probably pissing them off because they're like, we're going to get rid of this stupid shield next season anyway. <laughs> now we got to fix this crap. 
Is it next season that the new show's coming? Oh. I don't remember. If do that we was have one any idea things. what's coming next season besides just the operators? I don't think we do. Uh, we, we know, we know Canal. Canal. Or not Cafe. Uh, Cafe. Cafe. Uh-huh. And we know there's going to be um, first half, so the pick and band should come because it's the first half of mm. year four. Also, at least by should be coming out of beta. Yeah. I bet you that's mid-season reinforcements. Yeah, guaranteed. A bit. Guaranteed. It's so stupid. They're, putting, they're keeping that bad boy in beta for as long as they can. What does that even mean? Why, like, if you if you have decided you're taking it out of beta, why doesn't it happen today? Like, yeah. what does that even mean? What, like, when you take it out of beta, what has changed? Yeah. From, like, today to tomorrow to tomorrow nothing i do not get that it's so random beta tag anyway the beta tag um should we get into this operator teaser yeah all right so they tease the two new operators who are coming next season or i guess yeah next season uh what we know about them from the year four reveal is that one is danish and one is u.s secret service Yes, also correct. Um, so it's a very, very light teaser. There is very little detail here. There's really nothing here, honestly. Like, we can see that one has a hood while the other one has a headset on. We can see little colors coming off a, like a watch, which could say one is attack and one is defend. Um, yeah, they, they both have like little watches that are like glowing. Uh, or like little pads on their arms or something. So like it seems like they have some sort of Intel gadget or some kind of gadget that's activated via uh, some kind of watch interface or something. But we, I mean, you really can't tell anything. Um, one interesting thing is that the Secret Service guy is wearing like a suit, which is like really cool. Like yeah. I'm really excited to have somebody running around in a suit. Yeah, that is cool. Uh. Other guy seems to have some sort of, and we know that the Danish guy was supposed to be some Intel guy, right? We read something about that. I don't remember. I, I know that there's been leaks, and I don't really want to talk about leaks because I feel like it kind of spoils the actual reveal. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't know if we've talked about leaks before on the podcast. Maybe we have or haven't. But I, I kind of feel like our, our mo should just be to kind of ignore leaks. Um. Anyway, he has like a signal. Some it looks, it's like there's like an antenna coming off of his back, like a backpack, kind of yeah. like a vigil uh-huh. back thing. Yep. So we don't know what's going on there, but do we know who's attacking his defense? We don't. From this, if the blue and orange is attack and defend, the Secret Service guy would be attacking and the Danish guy would be defending. Yeah, but we don't know. Um, no. I would assume the Secret Service would be defense because Secret Service. Right. So that seems like that's what he should be, but but who knows? Uh, I hate... I kind of hate these concept art teasers because, like, it's just it gives you absolutely nothing. Like, even when they've been revealed, if you go back and look, it's not like, oh, I can't believe I missed that little detail. It's just like, no, there's just no details here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I much prefer like uh the video teasers that we saw with like Mozzie and Gridlock, where it's like, yeah. oh, like here's like a little you can see him holding some like weird crossbow thing. Like, mm-hmm. what is that about? And then, like, okay, she's got, like, a, a sawed-off shotgun. That's cool. And then, like, the one after that, it's like, okay, she's driving this truck, and she's throwing this gadget out. And, yeah. And then he has, like, this good. little drone thing that he shoots, and there's this, like, code flashing across the screen. Like, those are fun to, like, analyze. Mm-hmm. These these artwork ones is just like, okay, cool. Right. <laughs> that's, that's my best. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. So, 
Probably tomorrow. There's going to be another teaser that yeah. we're going to... Which you 100% called that, like, on Tuesday for last episode, we had recorded on Sunday, and then you said, like, they're going to release something on Tuesday that's, like, big news that we're not going to be able to cover, and the podcast will come out on Wednesday, and we'll look like dummies because we didn't talk about it. 100%. The reverse friendly fire just, like, released on Wednesday. So it was, like... Yep. Good call. Um, it's going to happen again here. Well, today I, is it'd Tuesday. Be hard, it'd be hard because we're actually recording Tuesday night. So yeah. this is the this is like a twelve hour turnaround for the podcast. It would be really hard for them to beat us on this one. They'll do it. I think. I think they're going to release some like and after a different teaser. I bet you on to... Friday we get another teaser. Okay. I think two weeks from now, as we see Tester patch notes, it's coming uh, up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be soon. It's going to be soon because I. Th- think we're like two or three weeks away probably from the actual season releasing but it's got to be at least got to be at least three because the test server is supposed to be live for three weeks before the season comes out now oh well there you go so anyway uh that's that we'll link to the teaser if you want to see it um of course it's easy to find on like the subreddit and stuff but but that would mean that year their season two doesn't start till june i guess that makes sense june yeah Last season we released in like December then. Yeah. So um I think that's pretty much it. Should we hop into some listener questions? LQs. Like we love to do. Okay, so uh if you have questions, you can send those in to us on Twitter at R6 Unrenowned or on our Discord server, which you can find the link to on our Twitter account and in the show notes. Um and you, those are great places to ask us questions. That's where we're getting our questions from today. Also, if you just want to follow us individually, you can follow me on YouTube and Twitch at VG Fiasco. I'm just hello with three O's on the same platforms. So we've got a question on Twitter from at Jack Muffaletto, who wants to know, can Jaeger's ADSC throw bulls and shoot them through smoke? Yes, yes they can. Jaeger's ADS are very versatile. All right, hit us with our first uh, Discord channel question. Our first dis- forced Discord channel question is from DevDog. He asks, what are your thoughts on a team of gold twos and threes having to play with a team of diamond, plat, plat, and two coppers because the <laughs> average was the same? This started to happen to my squad at least once a night on Xbox, and I find it very frustrating. A diamond is a much bigger asset than a copper is a liability, and that's if it's not a smurf. I agree. I think two diamonds, even if they're playing with three actual copper, like copper players, actual sucky guys, the two diamonds will carry the team and win because yeah. they know about all these stupid little peaks and <laughs> stupid angles that the golds don't know about because it just doesn't happen and it just doesn't happen in the golds game. Right. But to the diamonds, like if the diamonds were to try it in a diamond ranked game, they would get wrecked doing it because it's a stupid play. But because they're playing against golds, the golds don't know about it and they get the stupid kills all the time. Yeah. So the diamonds are going to carry that and win every time. Um, and I hate it. I think there's a game that does this and I don't know what game it is, but they should take the highest rank and make everybody play at that rank. If you're playing with diamonds and the diamonds going to play with some copper friends and the coppers have got to play at the diamond level, it's going to suck for the diamond guy. He's not going to want to do it, but then don't play rank with the copper friends. Cause it's yeah. not fair to have the diamond guy playing with other silver players on the other team. I kind of think you just shouldn't be allowed to play ranked if you're more than two full ranks apart. Yeah, but then that sucks or if you have like the full rank. That sucks if you have like a teammate that like you want someone you want to play with and you can't play with them. 
Like, yeah. I'd rather be able to play with friends and be like, hey, you're going to have to come to my rank and we'll have so, to teach yeah. you. Yeah, maybe, maybe the, the division should be a little bit more generous than that. So, like, maybe, like, copper through gold is free game. Everybody can play, you know, together, copper through gold. And then, like, gold and platinums can play together and platinums and diamonds can play together or something. But, like, a diamond playing with a gold, that like, that's the skill gap at that point is so huge yeah. that it's like that's when it becomes unfair and like a gold versus a copper like yeah that's a big difference but i mean come on like if you're un- if you're gold or under like you are not so serious about the game or like yeah you're just, you're just not and like i'm speaking as somebody who barely hits gold right like you are not skilled enough at the game uh or uh, in, in theory you shouldn't be like so serious about it at like at that skill level that like it really miss like miffs you if you're playing against coppers or whatever you know um, or I guess I guess if you're a copper playing against a gold player, I don't know. Like like the the, the it would average out still. So like mm-hmm. hopefully it comes becomes kind of fair. But I feel like in that range, it's just like not a huge deal. And right. that way you you allow the majority of the community to play rank together if they want to. You know, with their friends. Yeah, I still think it sucks though. If you're like if you happen to be really good at siege, you want to bring your friend into your rank to play. Like that's gonna be your liability. But at the same time, they're gonna learn. You're gonna learn a ton if you're playing against other platinums and you're. I don't think player. you will. Like, I think I think you do learn a lot by playing against players who are better than you. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm let's say bronze, even if I'm bronze, yeah. I'm really not learning much. Getting wrecked by by diamonds and platinums. Yeah, I'm really not. It's like if I'm playing melee against mango, I'm not learning anything. I'm just getting yeah, destroyed. Sure. You know, yeah. and like, there's just just not like the skill gap is so great that I can't even understand what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Um, so you think they just shouldn't be able to play together? And yeah, like because not, it doesn't just affect them. Like if if it's me it and you running together, and I'm diamond and you're copper, yeah. Which you know that's probably the be- the more realistic example than you being diamond and me being copper. So so we'll go with that one. <laughs> but if if that was the case, um, it's not fair to my my diamond teammates, right? right? Or my that's platinum true. teammates, or whatever else it is. Um, so I don't know. Like I just think like at a certain point, it's like just go play casual. That's what casuals for. Yeah, um, I I definitely don't think it should happen where diamonds can play against silvers or even golds. I don't think that should happen at all. Yeah, no that 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 skill gap is is huge. Yep, it's huge. I should not be in a ranked match and be playing against diamond. Right, and like the thing about I mean the golden copper skill gap is big too. But really, it comes down mostly to like map knowledge and game knowledge mm-hmm. versus like twitch skill or like very very in-depth precise map knowledge you know like that's just like takes hundreds and thousands hundreds or thousands of hours to 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 like make up that difference it's really just like hey that guy's played 200 hours and i've played 20 and that's what our main difference is but like if we come in a gunfight like i'm i'm probably just as close to beating him as he is to beating me you know yeah i've played shooters before so that's kind of my feeling i'm not saying that's necessarily right but that's how i feel about it so yeah, I agree. Lieutenant Dan, nineteen ninety four, has a playlist idea. A new playlist called the Nostalgia Playlist. They have Old Hereford, Plain, House, Favela, Yacht, and Bartlett. You can, mm, you're losing me. You can take those maps out of the Casual Playlist and use the Casual Playlist as a place to promote newer maps. Put only Pro League map pool maps in ranked, along with the newest map release. So eight maps in ranked as opposed to fourteen. Okay, so he's saying basically divide it into three playlists, right? One is Nostalgia, that's Old Hereford, Plain, House, Favela, Yacht, and Bartlett. Those would all come out of Casual, I'm presuming. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 
the rest of the stuff would be in casual and that's where you can like promote the newer maps and then uh ranked is paired down to those uh pro league maps along with the newest one so i do not think the newest map release should be in the ranked pool i agree yeah newest map should not be in ranked i don't think um the, the downside there is there's a lot of people that for them like the excitement of the game is the new map and so like if it's not in ranked, yeah. they'll feel bad about it um i don't like your nostalgia playlist because it's got favela yacht and bartlett which most of the community does not like yeah so and uh, now my only way to play house is to play the nostalgia playlist and i have to play these three crappy maps right like i i almost feel like <clears throat> those three should be it like the the nostalgia playlist should be like the best and most popular community maps from the original game from the base game. It should also only have original operators. Yeah. That'd be sweet. I would, I would love that as an event, like original siege with obviously with all the fixes and upgrades and patches and all that stuff. But like, yeah, like give me, give me plane house, old Hereford consulate. mm, Cafe organ. And clubhouse, yeah. old clubhouse, yeah, like that, that would be sweet. Just like just just the community favorite maps out of those originals. I think that'd be fun. Yep. So I like the idea. I don't like the implementation. Rush seventeen says instead of having a map pool we can choose from, it seems Ubisoft does not want to go that way. How about one to three maps players can avoid? I cannot stand Skyscraper and it ruins my gaming experience. Maybe if this is only active in solo queue, I think just being able to play the same mech over and over again is a bad idea. I assume that doesn't counter strike, but why not give each person up to one to two videos for maps they don't wish to solo queue? Um, yeah, I'd be fine with having like three maps so that I can be like, what maps do you not want to play no matter what? Right. And I can pick three. Yeah, sort of a form of map preferences. Um, yeah. I, I still think the best way to do it is present five maps. Each team takes turns striking one until you get down to the, the process of elimination one that was chosen. I think that's the best way yeah. to do it. But like you're saying, it seems like they don't want to do that. So avoiding maps sounds awesome. Rocket League does this for their mm-hmm. stages, and Rocket League stages are basically all identical. They're the same thing. Aside from, like, aesthetic. So, yeah. and and, like... I love that because there's certain aesthetics that I just don't like and I don't Mm -hmm. want to play on. And it's like, there's like way too much background noise and it's too distracting. And it's just like, I just want like the professional looking fields and it works great. It works great. It's just like, sometimes I play those maps, but very rarely. Yep. Um, I would like that. I would like that a lot. Yeah. That's a great idea. And then, and then rocket league also goes the other way too, where they have like you, so you can only do three, I think that you want to avoid. And then you can do, um, three that you prefer. So you get you basically get three upvotes and three downvotes, which and then like the rest are just neutral, which is a, a really cool way to do it, I think. Zintkala. 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 Yeah. Did you ask him? Yes. Or her? Zintkala says, "My first podcast questions: Have you guys ever been recognized in game for being the unrenowned guys?" Um, no, I have not. In game? No, I've been recognized on the subreddit before. Uh, I don't think in game and we have our unrenowned logo as our, uh, in game icon, but not yet. We need to guys share, share the podcast. It needs to spread more. If people aren't recognizing us in game, that's a problem. Uh, I do have better questions, but I'm going to start with that one. Just in case my name is pronounced Zintkala. Thank you. And keep up the great work. Well, thank you. Zintkala. You're welcome. Udo. Hello. 
says, hey, Ryan and Chris, great podcast. Thank you. I had a question about the new forgive system. Do you think toxicity will still be a problem with people who accidentally get TK'd griefing by saying it was intentional despite a player indicating it was an accident and apologizing? Um, no, because that's not any more griefing than the old system was, right? Where you couldn't forgive. Yeah. So basically you'll have the sanction and when you shouldn't, but that's be the same as getting kicked when you shouldn't have, when there is no way to forgive people. So it's It's only good. And Hey, though, when you have someone kick you, when someone boots you and you shouldn't have been booted, you're like, are you freaking kidding me? But it's better than like, they shouldn't have booted you and they're an idiot for doing so. But at the same time, it's like, well, either way, if they didn't have the system, then I would have been kicked no matter what. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, my my friend that I accidentally TK'd wouldn't have been able to forgive me, and I would have right. been kicked in that game, too. Right. My old uh, Mantis story, where th- these idiots, uh, these these three idiots in a warthog came under my Mantis when I was stomping. Mantis blew up, they all died, and I got kicked, and I was like 20-0. and 0. And like, I'm sure they lost the game after that, because it was a close game. Holdfast Blackhawk says, Chris and Ryan, I've been trying to get my friends to play ranked with me. They think everyone there is toxic and hackers. Me and my friends are good enough to change from casual to ranked. Thanks and bye. I love the podcast. Uh, it's not really a question, but yes, go play ranked. Like, there's no reason to be scared of ranked. It's fine. Uh, I think there is if just as much, if not more, toxicity in casual than in ranked. Yeah, especially hackers, too, is not nearly as big of a problem now as it used to be a long time ago. No, totally not. And uh, ranked is a lot of fun. It's a better way to play the game, I think. Not just because it's ranked, but just because the rule set's better. Yeah. So go do that. Yeah, play ranked. It's better for you. It's good for your uh, health. Uh, BG and Everblight says, what do you guys think about an operator that could throw reinforcement up onto hatches to do like hatches that face outside? I like the idea of someone being able to reinforce like the ceiling above them. Like if you could reinforce mm. soft ceilings somehow. Um, that would be way cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, uh, there's not that many like hatches that go outside that I would care about. I don't think, but like just soft ceilings in general would be kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could do that just from the floor up top. Like if they just made it so you could reinforce floors. Yeah, then you could do that. But but it'd be cool to have like some spray that you could do either above or below. You could yeah. like jump on the floor and do it. If like a above. reinforcement, but, like bot. Sure. Like you could reinforce like the bathroom hatch in um coastline. Yeah. You could reinforce the hatch on cafe that goes in from outside that's always breached. Yeah, that'd be useful. Um Some yeah, maps don't have them, so cool stuff, if, but it'd be cool if you could reinforce the soft ceiling. Some sort of like self deploying reinforcement that you could you like let out a little drone and it crawls up the wall and goes to like where you designated it. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be sweet. Spotwick wants to know, would Vigil be too OP if he could use his cloaking ability while roaming around the outside areas of maps? Yes. I didn't know he couldn't. So. I think I think he's saying, like, he wouldn't be spotted from the. Oh, so that, yeah, that's way too OP. If that's what you're saying, then yes, that's, that's <clears throat> So, like, OP. when he runs outside, he's not spotted yeah. by the game. No, yeah, that would be, that would be super, super OP. Um. Yeah, 100%. Steel Switch. Would hostage be more fun to play if the defense had the ability to pick up and move the hostage during a match? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. It would be so much fun. Yeah, so that matches the E3 trailer of this game back in like 2014, I think. Yeah, it would have been 2014. 
um, when it was first announced. And like the E3 trailer looked really cool. And like it's it's hard to, I mean, making a, tra- a trailer look good is different than making a game play well. Um, but the terrorists were absolutely picking up the hostage and moving around, which was kind of cool. Because imagine this. Imagine it's in kitchen and you're defending kitchen and consulate. Okay. So basement kitchen. You're defending the hostages. They breach the garage. You're like, get him the freak out of here. Get him out of here. And you take him up the service stairs up to the second floor. And there's like guys pushing the second floor. You're like, oh, put him in the visa office or something. Yeah. It seems like. It's like running away with him. It'd be fun. It seems like there have to be like limits on it because like people are going to find like really weird places that are impossible to attack. And like. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the game is balanced around the sites, right? And so, if you have you creating a a new site that's like in a stairwell where there's only one or like two ways in or something, I don't know, like that that'd be hard. Um, it's sort of like when somebody drops the kit in a really weird spot, and it's like, oh, this place yeah. is actually really easy to defend because like all the walls are solid, and like there's only one entrance, you know. So like, uh, I would definitely worry about that. It might be cool if you could. I don't know how you can make it work. Hey, I was thinking like, I don't know if it'd work. If you can only grab him for like six seconds or something and you can only do that once a minute. Yeah. So like the prep phase, you can move him a little bit, but you can't move him that far. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to think if there's like anything that they could do on the opposite side where like, attackers have to pick up the hostage and like go somewhere in the map or something and like i don't know pick up two things or something because yeah, it's like what if the attackers just had to kill the hostage but i feel like that'd be way too easy no that'd be super easy it's it's just too easy to like just run and grab the hostage and run out which is like fun that's yeah. kind of why like hostage is fun but <clears throat> i don't know i don't know how you like make hostage better for sure but like it'd be it would be interesting to have the hostage moving around um, Zintkala has another question. What if TKs cost you negative renown or no alpha packs? Okay. Hit the toxic player base where it hurts. This way they have to pay monies to Ubisoft to get new operators. So Ubisoft wins. The griefers eventually go into negative renown, which is a red flag to Ubisoft for how much negative renown toxic players get. After so much unrenowned, it <laughs> makes them stand out. Then Ubi can ban for too much negative renown. Yeah, I think that's actually an interesting idea. Like, instead of just banning them for the 30 minutes where people are going to say, okay, well, I just don't play anyway, you can be like, we're taking 2,000 Renown away from you. Yeah, You'd that is like, interesting. Oh, the the only thing about it is you're assuming that everybody cares about Renown. And, like, a lot of times, like, people who are griefing aren't, like, super passionate about the game necessarily, yeah. and that's why, like, they don't care to, like, ruin everybody's experience yeah, and, like, sure. make the game bad. Um. So I like it would be a good punishment. I think they should do that. Yeah. Uh and uh, yeah, long term they should be tracking people's TKs long term and and take action like permanent action when people are seen to be a problem. Uh Cabbage Bro wants to know what do you guys think of Rainbow adding a defensive operator that would have two or three trip wires that they could put in doorways? If attackers walked across these wires, they would fall and be incapacitated similar to when Nomad's to what Nomad's gadget does. One other catch would be the only way to get rid of it would be to melee or cut the string. I think that'd actually be really fun. It's like that really old prank where you take like string and like tie it around two things that someone's gonna walk by. Yeah, like the fishing wire thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Um 
Just like straight up little trip wires and then Or like better yet, Legos. Legos. <laughs> yeah. Uh just throw glass on the floor. No, that'd be cool. I like that. That'd be cool. I think it'd be cool too if you could just not only doorways, but just like hallways that are that small. Or like if you could put it between two objects that are just like tight enough together. Mm-hmm. That'd be way cool. Yeah. Make people trip over stuff. It'd be cool if there was like an animation to take it down. Like you had to like walk up to it and snip it with with your knife or whatever. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's not cool. just simple. It's just like mailing as you run through, but like you had to actually like stop and cut, cut it. it. <clears throat> That'd be cool. I would like to see more, more gadgets where like when you see it, you have to like defuse it, you know? Oh yeah. You have to like deactivate it somehow rather than just like, Oh, there's a thing, shoot it and like, or melee it or just walk around it. Like something that's like, yeah, it would have to be a mechanical gadget. Yeah. Of some sort because obviously electronics you can just shoot. Right. Like frost mats, it'd be cool if like instead of shooting it it disappears, it'd be like disable bear. You have trap. to like stick your gun in it to set it off or something, you know. That'd be way cool. Yeah. But yeah, that I mean that'd be really cool to see more of that kind of stuff. But I like it. I like it. Okay, that's all for today. Thank you guys for those awesome questions. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are the best. Please do share the podcast with your friends and neighbors and everybody that you know, your mom. Um. Yeah, your dog. Sure. If he has an iPhone or whatever, you know, it's some other device. And this part is for him. Woof woof. <laughs> I don't know why I do this with you, but yeah, do that stuff. Uh, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at r six unrenowned, and we will catch you with a new episode next week. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss it. Just goodbye.